Blog Talk Radio. Time to relax. You know what that means. Time to give your schmeckle a neck massage. It's another episode of the Original Janksters. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Woo! We're back. I did it. <laughs> we made it to another episode before the network canceled us. Good old-fashioned drill <laughs> always knows how to screw me over. <laughs> Fucking drill. How was it? Fuck was it, it everything you always dreamed of? No, it's pretty fucking awful. I'll tell you that much right now. It's just a <laughs> goddamn shitstorm. When's that part? Don't isn't there like a part of the year where you get like a break? Where it's like for a month or two there is nothing. Is that coming up? Yeah, I just I just did that. I, I took three months um, off. I did not have <laughs> drill for three full months. It was amazing. Damn, that's pretty awesome. Yep. It was spectacular. My beard was just outrageous. Well, <laughs> I kind of took a break-ish because, I mean, technically we did have drill in August, but I didn't go because I was at Megan's wedding. So, nice. so oh, that, nice. that's why I had three months off, which is pretty great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Megan needs to have a lot more weddings. And then you can get out of this, like, full time. <laughs> God, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. <laughs> that would be glorious. Yep. Well, oh, before man. we get into the actual topic of today's show, uh, <laughs> why don't we uh, expand the conversation we were having before the show started? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll do a little video game segment. Yeah. I'll, I'll cue the music. Hi, <laughs> For a video game part of the show. <laughs> so this is a video game part of the show. That was, was very emo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was actually. I was kind of going for like like maybe churchy. Is that a word churchy? Um, <laughs> sure. No, probably not. Um, but yeah. So uh, as Kevin knows, I usually call him about once. Usually either. Well, we not call him. I'll either call him or text him at least once every to every other day and tell him about <laughs> a completely different project that I'm going to work on. But uh, yep, there are many. Uh, so I sent out Curse of the Ham, which is a an RPG uh, video game that I made. It was the very first one that I've ever done, and the story is pretty much what drives that game. It's a uh, uh, what I have been told is a very hilarious game. And I tried to make it very it hilarious <laughs> by adding in very crazy, in-depth uh, story portions of mine and my friends' lives. Um, <laughs> some people, 
don't know how to put this. Some people get very <laughs> pissed at me because <laughs> no. of the shenanigans I put in there. <laughs> I know. It's shocking. <laughs> a lot of shocking. people kind of angry. <laughs> um, but uh, so I made that game, and I just finally released it to those guys. It was the very first time that I got to play it. Now, I've been talking about it since, I think, July is when I first started doing RPG Maker. And um, yeah. we'll just say some of the friends that I put in here that was more fortunate to not get ramrodded by me from, they actually <laughs> uh, they liked it a lot. Um, they said it was one of the funniest games. Like my one buddy Jack says it's amazing. My other buddy Nick said um, he gave it an 11 out of 10. <laughs> he said he hasn't Holy played shit. a game. <laughs> he hasn't played a game like this. Or he has not played a game he enjoyed like this since Half-Life 2. And, I mean, this is just a basic <laughs> game. And the hardest part, the hardest part about making games and then sending them to your friends is getting true feedback. Um, because you, you don't know what's going to be actually true or not because, I mean, they're your friends. They're, they're going to just say true to kind of make you feel better. So um, before I even sent it to them, which I guess is kind of like a cop-out as well. I sent it to Kevin. I was like, oh, Kevin. Right, <laughs> let's see if you enjoy this game. There's so many inside jokes, but Kevin also says he enjoys it. So maybe it was just... It was hilarious. I don't even know any of these people other than you, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> the dialogue right. is just excellent. And the storyline is bizarre, but awesome. <laughs> it is definitely bizarre. I don't think there's any storyline that's... Uh, even more bizarre than this. It's funny. Is like, uh, so the game's pretty much about, boy, we're going off topic a little bit, but I, I have to talk about Curse of the Ham because it's been the topic <laughs> last week. Um, do it. But yeah, the story's pretty much about four people, uh, four friends that are in this town and we usually just like going on quests together. I mean, that's pretty much the only story you get in the beginning. You really don't know anything about these people. You kind of learn about these group of friends as you go on, I guess. Um, <laughs> But all you know is they like to go on quests. But one day, uh, you know, right in the beginning of the game, their friend Ham, uh, you know, he says he doesn't want to quest anymore. And we're like, what the hell's going on? And we find out that he's actually kind of being possessed in a way. Uh, possessed by a depression, <laughs> a, yeah. depression demon. <laughs> uh, possessed with a depression demon named Sam. Sucking the life out of him. <laughs> yeah, sucking just straight sucking the life out of him. Um, <laughs> now, Sam is his actual real girlfriend. And so uh, the other day, oh, this shit's funny. The other day, I'm like, why haven't you played this yet, Ham? And he's like, Cause, uh, because I really haven't had time. And I'm like, come on, man, you just got to play it. It's literally about an hour of a game. There's not much of a game here. And he's like, well, I'll see what I can do. I don't really have time. Should I just should I just have Sam play it? I'm like, yeah, man, fuck it. Just have Sam play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I don't think she's played it yet, but she... that shit would be hilarious oh thank god no <laughs> oh, you're probably gonna get murdered I... in your sleep if that happens <laughs> yeah you're probably right but that would have been funny but, yeah, uh, so anyway so <laughs> um so yeah so uh yeah, it's about these four people, and, you know, he's got this curse, and what we're trying to do is kind of, like, get, you know, shape them up, try to get them 
off this, you know, poopy, poopy detail. And we say, you know, we're like, all right, let's go on a quest. We try to get our friend Thomas involved. And he sends us on a very first uh, quest in the game. Uh, we find out that more shit's actually happening than we imagined, where this <laughs> curse that uh, Ham has in the game, where it's actually kind of killing the land. <laughs> and then there's a deeper, 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 uh, I don't know, the game's fucking weird as shit. But it, it is yeah, a great It's like game. a seven-layer dip of problems. There is. <laughs> There's a lot of good <laughs> shit, though, in the game that makes it just super, super fun. Um, I enjoy it a lot. Uh, and I I was hoping I was hoping that my friends would as well. And then, you know, of course, Kevin and anybody who's not in the group uh, enjoy it. And it seems like everybody does. All of that being said, I sent the game out to those guys, like I said, last weekend. They've all gotten back to me and said, if it was even one out of 100, if it was like one 1%, I guess you could probably say it in a better terms, if it was 1% as good as uh, Curse of the Ham, they said they'd play the shit out of it again no matter what. So I would imagine that this game will probably be at least 1% as good as Curse of the Ham. <laughs> I'd say that's a safe bet. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, the same developers yeah, so, on it, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So the cool thing is um, uh, right after I did Curse of the Ham, I wanted to do like kind of like a fan thing. Uh, Kevin and I, of course, talked about it uh, for a while, um, kind of like trying to figure out some stuff to make it cool. And uh, I, I bought a bunch of art that I wouldn't say I spent too much money on it because I've literally been looking at this art now for quite some time. But I spent, I think, $10 on a lot of the art. And then I also am supporting him on Patreon. Um, I'm not going to go into what Patreon is, but, you know, I'm helping him <laughs> out there. Um, and he keeps giving me free shit. So I'm not going to complain um hell yeah so i bought some artwork bought some art uh icons and stuff like that i've definitely put some money into this so far i did pokemon hunter which was a fan-based game where instead of going around catching pokemon you actually went around killing them the concept was so so like it wrote itself i was like shit this is great (laughs) super cool but of course i wouldn't be able to sell this to anybody and the worst part is like i like attention to the game um i want to know if my game is good and the problem with it being pokemon related is Nintendo will sue the shit out of me if they found out that <laughs> yeah, I was... Really apparently, apparently not even just... Because I, obviously I know that I can't sell the game, but if people post videos of like fan-based stuff, they'll shut that shit down, I guess. So wow, I, was like, really? I don't know if I want to get in trouble. Yeah, uh, they did that with a game called Pokemon Uranium. It was a completely fan-based game. Um, they weren't selling it at all, obviously. They weren't going to sell it. It was just for fans of the game to kind of enjoy. It was made also by RPG Maker. Um, and Nintendo came in and fucking, they broke the whole website. The website's not even there anymore. They had to take the whole Holy thing fuck. down. So so I was like, oh, you know what, maybe I don't want to mess with Nintendo. It sounds like a beast of a place. Um, but I wanted <laughs> to make another game. Um, and after hearing all the awesome feedback about uh, uh, Curse of the Hand this weekend, I was like, you know what, let me kind of mix the two genres. A funny dialogue kind of game where the story's pretty funny. Uh, you don't need to understand every single bit of it, but still have the great mechanisms that Pokemon Hunter had in the game. Um, and that's kind of where our conversation was just before we started this, is I was working on this game called, it's currently called Dragon Spark. Um, I don't know if that's going to stay the name, uh, but I really, I really do like that name. Sounds familiar. Uh, but yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but, yeah, so essentially no. in this game, you start off as four friends, um, kind of same style as Pokemon, or, yeah, Pokemon Hunter, where you have a one main hub. But in Pokemon Hunter, it was just your house. I was like, I want to mm-hmm. expand that to a, a larger portion. So <laughs> in here, you start off in a place called Bastion's Keep. Um, and in Bastion's Keep uh, is a giant castle. Uh, on the left side is kind of the armory. So in the armory, that's where you'll be building weapons and armors and upgrading stuff and doing a lot of cool stuff in this armory area. And then on the right side is kind of this hallway with these doors. And those doors are portals to different portions of worlds. So it's different worlds in each door. Now, they'll unlock as you kind of beat certain things in the world prior or in the door prior, I guess. Um, So you can't just access them all right away. Plus, you wouldn't probably Probably do that. You'd probably die right away. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, really cool cool stuff. Uh, There's currently five different worlds, which I think is probably the the number I want to stick with. Um, I think that's the number. Um, But yeah, uh, five different worlds you can go into. Um, and of course, just like in Pokemon Hunter, if you uh, you had like a teleporting device, so if you were kind of like up Shit's Creek, you could just call out <laughs> your uh, I think it was the magic mirror, and you just teleport yep. back to your house. Well, in this game, it's a cell phone, so so you just use your <laughs> cell phone, the social network, and it'll bring you back to the castle. Um, <laughs> uh, and then once you're in the castle, oh, of course, you can heal and heal and all that fun jazz. Now, the really cool thing. And this is just before we uh, started this podcast. I was just about to say that one of the cool things that I'm putting in this is a zoo. I don't really know the story about this one, though. Um, I, I'm kind of teetering on a couple different ideas. Now, when you start the game, there's a basement in the castle as well. You can go downstairs and walk to the basement, and that's where the zoo thing is at. Um, okay. And the idea is in the zoo, it's completely empty. So your task to go around trying to collect a bunch of animals that will be wandering around just like Pokemon Hunter, and they'll start getting placed in all these different cages and stuff. And I almost want to make it like a natural disaster, like catastrophe thing that's going to happen, <laughs> and we're almost like it's a geo Noah in a way where we're just, yeah, we're trying to collect all these animals before shit, <laughs> uh, shit happens. Um, and I thought that, that would be a pretty cool concept. I don't know how this story is really going to... still want to include Blackjack, which was a killer disaster. Yeah. In Pokemon Hunter, which was, when I say a killer jester, he was a, he was a son of a bitch. Like he killed you for <laughs> absolutely no reason. Um, yeah, and I, I like that. It added some wacky depth. Now I don't know how well it's going to work <laughs> in this world that's supposed to be funny right now. Um, so oh, I think sure I could probably make there's a lot of areas for comedy with that. It might be dark comedy, but it'll be amazing. It's yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, so far, I'm, I mean, I've got some really cool shit that I've got in store for this game. I'm really, really excited. Mechanisms-wise, I mean, you'll be collecting playing cards or uh, trading cards in here. So when you kill monsters, you have a chance of getting their card. And when you get that card, you can attach it to – right now, I'm going to be calling them binders. So you can actually put the cards in binders. You can only hold so many uh, cards inside of a binder. But for every card you put in the binder, you learn a new skill. Um, and at Ooh. the end of the game, I just literally just before we started the podcast, I oh shit, uh, I just learned that 
I can actually, once you have all the cards, it's, you know, kind of like a collectible thing, if you can gather all the cards in the game, you can, uh, I, I found out you can throw a switch. So maybe maybe you can, like, go to the armory and uh, you show, you know, go to this thing saying, oh, you need more cards usually. But you can actually unlock something once you have all the cards, kind of like a cool unlockable feature. Once you have all the cards, you can go to this yeah. place and unlock something. Um, which I thought was cool. And I could do the same thing with the animals as well. So there's a lot that I've learned that you could do coding-wise in here to make it work. Um, I mean, by that and, point, if you uh, got all the cards, you should just be like a god. <laughs> true. You basically uh, unlock god mode. Because <laughs> that's got to be a little way late in the get, game. I think, yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I could literally make that the name of this game or even the aim of this game is literally to go around and collect cards. Um, I could do that. I'm not against that. Um, I kind of like that. And then once you have all the cards, you, you win the game. Um, it's kind of like the old days. Maybe that's something. <laughs> going yeah, from different yeah, stores yeah, trying to get cards. <laughs> um, I don't know if the ending will be as epic if I do it that way. <laughs> you, you got yeah. all the cards. And then the credits roll. Um, <laughs> so Jimmy shows up and he wants one of his cards back. <laughs> when you lose. I didn't steal it, Jimmy. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't steal it. <laughs> that sounds but like winning storyline to me. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I got a lot of cool mechanisms for this game, though, so far. I'm really excited to go in this direction of funny and uh, mechanical. The, uh, the one thing I researched the other day was uh, somebody said, you know why Pokemon was so, uh, you know, why it was so popular, how it got to where it's at? It wasn't because of the story. It was never because of the story. Because most people don't <laughs> remember the exact story. It was the mechanisms in the game. And then I read in there, they said, if you want to write a great story where the entire game is just a, a, an amazing story, then don't make a game. Write a book. <laughs> and I was like, huh. I never thought about it that way. But, yeah, that's probably a good point, I guess. Hmm. So um, I want, in this game, probably just a Curse of the Ham. I wouldn't say that the story was great, but the dialogue was hilarious, and it kept your attention. <laughs> Like, normally, oh, I it, hate it, reading it games. <laughs> what? Curse of the Ham was a game that I can actually... I mean, I wrote it, but it was it's an easy game to just read along because you're just like, this shit's pretty fucking funny. All right, this is good shit. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think the story is really where you're going to separate yourself apart from other games here because it's not like you can just go in and program the game to be exactly whatever you want to do. You're using an RPG maker that, you know, has certain limits and certain things that it's just going to, it's going to, all those games are going to kind of be somewhat similar. You can do certain different ah. mechanics, but you don't have, you know, a limited range team of Japanese guys. They're going to programming this game and they could do anything in the world. Hmm. That's a solid point there, Kev. You have a good point there. <laughs> so I think the story is really what's going to well, set you apart. Well, I mean, True. I mean, the story is probably... Ah, damn. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens. 
I mean, that's definitely a good point. The problem is, like, it's hard for me to come up with a good story. I'm telling you, like, Curse in the Ham, like, just like Pokemon Hunter, like, legitimately wrote itself. Like, that shit was so easy <laughs> and fun to do because I was like, oh, this is just people's lives that I'm pretty much just destroying. So, like, this is great. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to go. Just, like, do it about things that you know. You don't even have to name the characters after those people, but just write about things oh, and that's situations what... and types of people that you know. <laughs> oh, that's what the main four characters are still going to be resembling is Curse of the Ham style. The main character here is still going to be me-ish, where I'm kind of like just pissed off at the people that I'm <laughs> hanging around with. Um, I'll still yeah. have the Gully character in here. Um, uh, the only big difference is I'm going to be adding somebody smart, which there's somebody in my life that I can definitely resemble that and probably will resemble that too, is this guy named Mike Kelly. Um, that uh, He's in the Army. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met, but he was so overconfident and such a drunk. It was super weird. Oh, so shit. I kind of want to add him in here um, as kind of like the smarter person. And then uh, uh, what was the other one? I forgot. Oh, it was going to be like a rebel. But I don't, I don't know if I want to add a rebel to this thing. I kind of want it just like a, like a peace loving guy, kind of like uh, Jack was or J Boy in uh, Ham. Uh, <laughs> I mean, why don't you just have five characters and you can do both? That's too many characters. You're getting crazy on me. <laughs> I do kind of want to do. I mean, Curse the Ham had eight. Did Curse the Ham? <laughs> well, that's one. Curse. So I might do that again with this game, where you can have multiple characters. Um, which I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. That was, that was fun. Made it more interesting. Man, now I almost want to name this game called Card Hunter. I'm literally just thinking about a game about chasing after cards, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Card Hunter. No. Think them all out, see what works best. Have you started really programming much yet, or... Are you trying to get, like, ideas? Um, so I did not really a whole lot of programming. There's a couple things that I'm waiting for, honestly. So there's two things that I'm waiting for the most before I really get into the meat and potatoes of getting everything kind of ready to program. So I've got the main hall for Bastion's Keep, and I've got the hallway for the worlds, and I literally am just starting the armory. Um, but I'm not really doing a lot to them because there's two main things I'm waiting for. Uh, the artist that I uh, support on Patreon, he is doing mm-hmm. a side views battlers, uh, which doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but it's, uh, you know how when you go into battle, uh, you can see yourself on the side? Yep. So in like Pokemon Hunter, when you did an attack, you would just run up and hit the guy and then back up. Well, now he's actually making animated side view so I'm not just like oh kind of moving sideways like I'm actually swinging swords or shooting bows like you're actually doing stuff um that's pretty cool I'm really excited for that so that's not the biggest one I mean that's an easy cosmetic change for me to do um but the biggest one is the quest system there is the guy that I get a lot of uh different plugins from he is doing a quest system that apparently a lot of the betas have already tested out and love it. Um, it's supposed to be just a huge game changer for uh, this. So I'm really, really looking forward to that because I know you requested a quest system 
uh, for Curse of the Ham, which makes sense. That game probably needed one really bad. Um, <laughs> but I'm really excited okay, and looking forward to Mostly it needed a map. <laughs> a map would be helpful. True. Yeah. <laughs> even if it doesn't do show the areas map. you don't know, even if it just shows the areas you've already been to and it mapped out, that would be helpful. <laughs> Mostly just for the <laughs> labyrinth. Because <laughs> I'd always be like, oh, I got this guy. Now I can do that thing again. Or I can get in that one place. Now, where was that one place? <laughs> oh, <laughs> then yeah. I'd go the wrong way and have to like do a million random encounters trying to get there and back. <laughs> uh, I could probably put a map out. Well, in this game, I don't know how much use of the map would be, because I don't think there's going to be an overworld in this one, because it's all based out of those doors. Oh, sure. Having a map, I guess, wouldn't make a lot of sense, but uh, I am considering putting this castle, like it's a floating castle in space. I'm kind of considering that. Mm-hmm. Some, something about me doing that makes me very uh, happy, having this floating <laughs> castle in space. I like it. It doesn't make sense, but it's not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a Wonder Shows and sketch with <laughs> these things called Shuggies. I'm going to see if I can find it and send it to you because it was hilarious. <laughs> oh. I think they lived in like a castle in the sky. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I guess we should get into... Uh, into the top ten this week. Yeah. Which <laughs> through a small change. <laughs> yeah. Because we're going to be doing I've another some... Guilty Pleasure song list at some point soon. Um, it's still in yeah. process. <laughs> yeah, so I've got some amazing ones, dude, that I'm ashamed to go through. But, like, <laughs> they need to be talked about. But I'm yeah. still trying to put the rest of my list together because it's hard to come up with more than, because right now I think I have five. I was like, no, I need more. So I'm <laughs> glad that we're doing at least this list as well, because this is also a good one as, as we'll all find out <laughs> here shortly. This one was surprisingly fun. I was like, I don't even know how this would work. And we really didn't talk about it much. So I don't know how, if we, inter- if we interpreted it the same way, <laughs> but that just makes it more interesting. <laughs> Because this is going to be an interesting sure. one. I, I honestly had a lot of fun doing this one, and I can't wait to see what you got on there, on yours. <laughs> I could have done way more uh, than 10 on this. Yeah, that's true. I could have gone to town on this, but <laughs> I, I just did 10. All right, cool. So, well, this basically uh, is our top 10 list of top 10 lists. What? <laughs> How meta is that? That's crazy. It went a little meta. <laughs> I guess we better play the top ten theme song. It's it's never been more appropriate than this now. Hello, women. This is number eight. Now you can all lay them straight. Open the door to your fuzzy elephant. Nine, ten. Never sleep again. 
So do you want to talk about how you, uh, any kind of, how you approach this one? <laughs> so this one's slightly tricky, um, but at least in theory, how I thought of this one was, uh, uh, it was my favorite, it was mostly my favorite list that I would look up that had to do with top 10 lists. So for like example, like maybe, uh, maybe I was into cars. We'll just say that for example. I don't want to give away my list yet. Uh, Say I was into cars. Like I would look up like maybe my top 10 favorite cars or like top 10 favorite car shows that are on TV. And then that was something that I would kind of research for because that's that's how I do a lot of different things is I'll look up a top 10 on something. Uh, Maybe like comedy movies. It's like, oh, top 10 comedy movies in 2017. It's like, all right, there's number one all right, I'll watch that one for sure because it's number one. A lot of people, or <laughs> this guy thinks so, so I'll go that route. And it's kind of like my go-to thing to do. Um, but these are okay. my top ten things that I usually do the most research on or just some of my top ten favorite things. Um, oh, into here. <laughs> I'm going to guess at least one of them has to do with games. No spoilers. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say at least one has to do with games. (laughs) What? what, what, what? (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah, I I went a little bit different, uh, which I like. I like to wear. (laughs) It's like a a Rorschach test where it's just like, you know, whatever you're feeling like on this question. I kind of did. Um, a list of top tens that theoretically we could do at some point or that we should not do but would be awesome (laughs) for various reasons that we shouldn't do them, but they'd be cool anyway, and I wish we could do them. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay. Wow, I'm intrigued. Well, this will be interesting. Why don't you kick us off with your number 10? All righty. So my numero 10, let's just pull up my list. I got a bunch of notepads in the way. All right. I didn't really number number these. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a hard one to, like, like number, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, But I know that I have a few that are, like, pretty, pretty cool, I guess. Um, that I would, like, put above other things. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, so my number 10 is uh, usually towards the end of the year. Uh, I don't know why I do this, but I, for some reason, it's one of the only things that stick in my mind to do. At the end of the year, I look up that year's top 10 fails, like failed videos. Like, I love watching <laughs> those, uh, even throughout the year. But those are hilarious to me because I get to watch people be retarded and it's it's just greatness. <laughs> it's just greatness in the sense of greatness. I feel um, like that video of Kiefer Sutherland drunkenly jumping into a Christmas tree should just be on there every year. <laughs> well I'm not sure what the hell you're talking about, but now I need to look it up. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> He's just like talking at a camera at some kind of fancy Christmas party and then he just turns and dives into this Christmas tree. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> it's pretty phenomenal. 
but yeah, that's my. I mean, this test this might go a little fast. I mean, I don't know how we can really elaborate it on because we're not talking about specific things, but that's true. Any fails that you've seen in the past particularly jump out of you? Hmm. Um. Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so, actually. They're all so funny. I like watching them. All of my favorites are like women failures, because that's just hilarious. <laughs> like when like chicks are dancing like where and then they string and hanging out or something. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, that would be something like a failure. But like some girls are like doing some. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I want to say the word skeet, but that I know that's not right. Twerking. <laughs> when they're twerking. Twerk? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when they're twerking, they they uh, sometimes you'll see them like on a table, and then the table collapses, or like the leg falls <laughs> out, or they just fall down, and that's just hilarious. Because at that moment, while they're twerking, they think they're just hot shit. They're just like, man, hell yeah, I got this. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm so hot. I'm so hot. And then they fall down, <laughs> and they're not hot anymore. Nope. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty great. (laughs) Sounds like you should just be watching America's Funniest Home Videos every week. (laughs) It's pretty much what it almost is, honestly. (laughs) I don't like watching them all the time, but I do enjoy watching them. Yeah, it's pretty good. That'll keep you entertained. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So that's my <laughs> number uh, 10. All right. Uh, my number 10, I'm going to go with one that we won't do because nobody would care except me. <laughs> it would be very oh just personal, personal choices, and I don't think anyone would give a shit, but the top 10 songs I wish I could play on the keyboard. <laughs> Oh boy! Because I have a keyboard I've had for a couple of years now, and I'm not very good at it. But <laughs> it would, there's a lot of songs I wish I could play, and I wish I had the the talent for. But uh, I'll probably never be good enough to play them. And I don't think that's a list anybody would tune in to listen to. <laughs> it's not even like oh top you know best songs. It's like nope, these are just songs that he wants to play. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> And and you're right to I'll feel that. <laughs> but as long as we're bringing it up, I can say that at least my numbers one and two, number two would be Shooting for the Moon from the Team Wolf soundtrack, the song that plays at the end. And number one, obviously, I Don't Like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats. Oh, boy. My, my dream would be to play that song on piano. But it's fucking hard as shit. <laughs> Such high aspirations. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to happen. I've accepted that fact. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so that's my number right. 10. That's a good one. All righty. So, actually, that's not bad. I, I'm not going to take that from you. All right. My <laughs> number nine is. 
this is kind of a short, this isn't a very good list or, yeah, a good list to talk about because, I don't know, it kind of plays. So my number nine is top ten fast food uh, fill in the blank. So it could be restaurants or fast food items that are out now or fast food um, like secret menu items that some places have. Uh, some of that stuff could be pretty good. But, yeah, uh, I would say somewhere in the yeah. realm of fast food. Like uh, the other day I saw a really good uh, – actually, it was pretty shitty, but I knew of secret menu items. But he didn't even do any of the ones that were actually secret menu items. It was just a stupid idiot. Uh, but for Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Like stuff that, like, I worked at Taco Bell, and I've never even heard of any of what he said. That's crazy. Does Did Taco Bell have any that you can remember? Yep. Uh, there are the elephant ears. Oh. Yeah, it just blew your mind. Huh? I thought that was a Peter Jank invention. invention. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that. Secret, they actually it's a secret menu item for me. No, you, I don't think you can actually order that, but it is something that I made, and it was delish. Ah, <laughs> oh, sounds amazing. I love elephant ears. And yeah, I love Taco are, Bell. So these are pretty two. good. So yeah, I mean, um, I like it. I, I kind of want to look that up now. If you find a good list that actually has things that exist in the real world, unlike that one dude, <laughs> you should send me it because I'm yeah, this interested guy was, in this. this guy was just like, all he did was just order stuff that you put more stuff on. He's like, this is a, this is a secret menu. Uh, yeah, the Gordita Crunch, which the Gordita Crunch technically is a secret menu item. Um, and I'll say the reason <laughs> being, not really nowadays because it's pretty much promoted all the time in the uh, – the cravings deal box, but like mm-hmm. Taco Bell always has um, the ingredients for that. So when they're not promoting it, you can still ask for it, and they'll they'll have to make it for you. So no matter yes. what, if they're promoting it, not promoting it, you can always get a cheesy gordita crunch. Um, but yeah, the one guy's like, oh yeah, yeah, cheesy gordita crunch, but this one's got chicken. All you did was get chicken out of it. That's not a secret menu yeah. item. It's like you've just chosen to go with chicken instead of beef. <laughs> I asked for a hamburger without pickles. It was a secret. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there are some good ones. Some good ones out think, there. Uh, isn't uh, lists, in and out is really big on that stuff? I think In-N-Out has a bunch of fucking secret shit. Oh, I have no idea. I don't have In-N-Out. Me neither. I think it's only in, like, California or something like that. But I always hear people out yeah. there talking about it. Like, you can get stuff animal style and they'll do something special. I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> you say something animal special? Like, I was like, dog. <laughs> like animal. No, animal style. <laughs> oh. Which is worse. <laughs> well, then, instead of having the dog, can I have a doggy style? <laughs> Maybe that just means they actually use meat, then. Otherwise, you just get, like, a gym mat. I'd like my hamburger animal style. <laughs> oh, you mean made with actual beef? Okay. Yeah. Weird. 
I don't know. I could I can't speak for In and Out. All I could do is speak for everything else. I wonder Everything. if Burger King has a secret menu where you can actually get something good. No, that's that's the that's the thing with Burger King. <laughs> there's nothing good, even secret wise. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. All right, what's your number nine? All right, my number nine is going to be my one tie. Um, there are two comic book related lists. One which I probably will do one day, um, and one that wouldn't really be good to do one day. <laughs> um, the one that really Great. wouldn't be good to do one day, but I would like to do, and, you know, I've done it in my heart, obviously, but, like, would be a top ten, like, best comic book artists and top ten worst comic book artists. Like, in theory, I mean, I, I like that stuff, but then really, what do you say about it? <laughs> It's not a video show. You can't, like, show examples of people's shitty work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Just be like, yeah, I like this guy's stuff. You go Google it. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't I'm make her waiting. very good. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Doesn't he suck? <laughs> you call that a face? <laughs> not very good audio. <laughs> This is like a YouTube show, maybe, but for a podcast, it just doesn't work out that well. Um, but then the other one, which I definitely do want to do one day, would be the top ten things wrong with the comic book industry these days. Oh, God. That's just going to be a show about <laughs> rants. Yep, pretty much. Because I have many. I'm sure I could easily come up with ten. Because, boy, there's a lot of them. The comic book industry just seems to be going downhill more and more with every day that passes. So I could definitely point these things out, and maybe if they would listen, people would buy more comics. <laughs> mm. But they won't. They won't listen. They never do. Bunch of dicks and <laughs> bastards with the dicks hanging out of their mouth. talking to myself. <laughs> But, yeah, someday that's going to happen. Uh, fingers are crossed for you. <laughs> All right. What is your number eight? Number eight kind of ties in with my number ten-ish. Um, oh. But it is another video, YouTube videos thing. Uh, top ten close call moments. But these are like... The moments, these, I love watching these. A lot of people put these ones on, uh, like, uh, like mostly like Facebook or any kind of social media, where it's just, like, uh, videos of, like, the top ten, like, close calls that, like, oh, a bus almost hit a lady who was crossing the street with her kid, or, like, uh, the, the hurricane knocked over a tree, and a tree almost fell on a, a family. Or, oh, yeah. Like, the and one I just saw, like I think, two centimeters away. Yeah, exactly. Or like, uh, like the dad ones, which are some of the coolest ones. Where like the dad's just doing dad shit, but then the kid, their kid is about <laughs> to either just about to fall off the swing, or fall off the couch, or fall into the water. Apparently, kids just fall into anything. But the kid, the dad is always just like some kind of natural instinct that the dad has that just always grabs the kid just before he 
or she like hurts themselves. It's, it's so crazy. Um, but yeah, so close call moments. I love those ones. They're so much fun to watch. And he's like, oh, oh shit. Oh. Oh, a lot of those kind of laughs are in there. Oh, 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 oh. You know, a lot of those. You sound like those fruit snack trees. That's how they would laugh. Exactly. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good one. And at least since they're close yes, calls, you know, it's not going to end badly. <laughs> it's in the name that... <laughs> It looks it's like true. it's going to, but <laughs> it never does. <laughs> just, that's a whole different. Then you're barely. on faces of death. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's not that's not what you want. <laughs> no, no, unless that's that. what you want. <laughs> what you really, really want. Yep, but that's my number uh, eight. Good one. Good one. All right. Um, I think for my number eight, I'm going to go with a list that we probably should do at some point, but we might have to figure out how exactly we would do it. Um, but this would be mm. the top ten horror movies that involve games that go too far. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, I know this is a topic we both love very much is uh, all these kind of, you know, would-you-rather movies or stuff like that where it's basically a horror movie where they're playing a game and just there's a lot more higher stakes involved than most normal games. Now, I'd the only you wouldn't thing even have I to do that, like, that... horror movie. At, you can do it just any movie with, like, games like that because oh. there's that one movie, 13 Sins, I think. Um, yeah. And that's not really a horror that's movie. A horror that's movie. just, like, an action movie. Oh, that's definitely a horror movie. I don't know. It is a lot of action. (laughs) I think that's definitely a horror movie. Teach their own, I suppose. (laughs) We'll agree to disagree. (laughs) But the action. I mean, it's not like he, like, takes some nunchucks and starts fighting ninjas at one point or anything like that. (laughs) Action. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, that would definitely make the list. The only hard part about this list, I think, would be it might be tough to come up with 10. I mean, we probably could, but even then we'd have so much crossover. <laughs> so we might have to do, like a, do a combined list or something because I think we'd have oh, a yeah, shit ton of crossover. <laughs> It'd be the most crossover we ever had. We're like, Nine out of ten would be crossovers. <laughs> True. Because I think we talk about anytime we see one, we're like, I'll tell you about it or you tell me about it. <laughs> so we might have to find some some way to do like, uh, like just where maybe, I don't know, maybe just rank them. We come up with a list and rank them or something like that. But I think it would be hmm. good to yeah. tell people about these movies. I'm down with that. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe with Halloween right. coming up, maybe that's the time to do it. Oh, God. That's <laughs> some Halloween topics. Mm, yeah. 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 That's my number eight. All right, cool. That's fair. All right. Well, my number 
seven is RPG games. Top ten oh. RPG games. This is a list that I like to look up quite often because I always am looking for the next new cool RPG game, and now I just make my own. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to make my own up that didn't exist in the first place. So uh, I definitely like a lot of different RPGs from, like, uh, action RPGs like Diablo or Path of Exile to your standard uh, JRPGs, which are just, like, your Final Fantasies or um, trying to think of other ones. Final Fantasy. Is it for Japanese? It is. Oh. I don't even know why they need that. Like, if there's any games in any genre that are made in America anymore. <laughs> well, I don't understand Japanese. any of... I don't understand any of the naming. They shouldn't even call it an RPG or role-playing <laughs> game. Every game that I own, I'm playing a role of somebody. And <laughs> it's a change. <laughs> but, yeah, they just... I love different RPGs. I like a lot of them. I would say my... Man, Diablo 3 is really close to being up there as one of my favorites. I just love hacks and slashing and looting. Um, oh, but I just yeah. recently got into Path of Exile, which is pretty much Diablo again, with a lot more looting. I think it just overcomplicated some of the systems, I think, a little bit, but there's a lot in that game. It's ridiculous. But... Uh, Damn it. Yeah. Damn them. They got to mess with what the classics. Oh, oh, it's it's not a bad one. It's definitely still up there. I mean, if, it's probably my second favorite game right now. No, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, top ten favorite uh, RPG games. Nice. That's solid. That's solid. All right. Um, I guess my number seven is going to be one. <laughs> For some reason, I thought of this today, and in my head, it seemed like it would be hilarious. I don't know if it would actually turn out that way or not, but this would be an idea for a top ten list. Top ten movie titles that would be better if you added some derivation of the word fuck. <laughs> That's a very, very weird list. <laughs> like, it could be any, you could be like fucking, you could put fucked, you could say motherfucker, any kind of, you know, you want to leave out a word and replace it with fuck, go ahead. <laughs> I think it would be amazing. Fuck Adams. <laughs> I like it. Adams. <laughs> Or like uh, do it with all Robin, Robin Hood movies. Robin Hood and the Fuck of Thieves. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's Robin Hood and the King of Thieves. I think I was thinking of Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Aladdin and the Fuck of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> the King of Fucks. Aladdin and the King of Fucks. Um, Beauty and the Motherfucker. Yeah, that's a good one. Or or uh, a house of a thousand fucks. Um, um, or or fuck instead of Jack. <laughs> All of Robin Williams' movies can be in this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good Will fucking. Is that a flubber? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Good fucking Vietnam. That's all those films. <laughs> yep. Fucking Jumanji. Right, cool. <laughs> I love Jumanji. <laughs> Fuck Manji. <laughs> yeah. See, it works on every level. That it does. That it does. <laughs> All right. Well, my number All right. six. What is your number is six? Top ten 2000s pop punk bands. This is one that doesn't oh. really change much at all. But I do like <laughs> yeah. watching I don't think you need to update this every year. Well, not every year, but I do like looking at this one because every once in a while when I do this, I'll run into a band that I've never heard of from the early 2000s, and then I enjoy them. Do not ask nice. me who I've heard of recently because it hasn't happened recently. But every once in a while, you'll run into a couple of the, these uh, hidden gems. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I'm down with this. <laughs> Pretty good. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I'm here I'm here to be liked. Please like <laughs> me. <laughs> mo, mo, mo. How do you like me? How do you like me? Mo, mo, mo. Why don't you like me? Nobody likes me. (laughs) (laughs) My wife right there, actually. So good back in the day. (laughs) Spoke to my soul. (laughs) Oh, man. Good times. Yeah, you can't go around with 2000s punk bands. That was a glorious time to be alive. Yep. Couldn't agree more. All right. Um, So my number six, this is a list we could totally do one day. I'm sure it will be embarrassing for everyone involved, which those are the best kind. (laughs) This would be the top ten movies or TV shows that make you cry like a little bitch. <laughs> I couldn't do this one. <laughs> really? I literally... Have, yeah. I don't know... Fuck. I don't even know. <laughs> I have to think back. I'm trying to think of... I felt emotion. <laughs> I was going to last time I cried during something. I got teary-eyed one time during the Adventure Zone podcast. That shit got fucking serious towards the end of it. Um, really? Yeah. I, dude, that's... I literally... Like, I wish I had his skills, because he is one of the greatest... That that was one of the greatest stories I've ever listened to. It was amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. The whole damn thing is hysterical, but then it... Towards the end, it really kind of... Whew, that's pretty intense. What, did somebody, oh, yeah, like, I'm suddenly come that. down with cancer? No, no. Um, people started dying towards the end, and then uh, the story was super touching during somebody's backstory. I was like, oh, my God. This, and then every time he'd say certain things, you're just like, oh, God, you're killing me, Magnus. Why? Why? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that whole that whole story is so good. Um, yeah, I don't. I couldn't even tell you the last movie I even cried at. 
Dang. <laughs> I could easily do this list. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Top ten guilty pleasure things that you've said out loud. <laughs> Top ten episodes of this show that need to be burned so no one can ever hear them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's That's definitely the end. <laughs> I know. I only think of this now. I think I did it. I did it. I think at Titanic, but when I was a kid. And then, <laughs> I see that. like, Maybe Marley and me. I don't even know if I even saw that whole thing, but that ending sounds super sad. Anything that has to do with animals dying is probably going to make me tear up. I don't know what it is about animals dying, but it's sad. Except for Old Yeller. I cheered. (laughs) I fucking hated that dog. (laughs) He was evil. (laughs) Definitely like any any episode of Pokemon where one of them leaves, (laughs) like just tears. Really? Like when like, yeah, like Squirtle would leave and they'd show like the montage. I'd be like, oh no, Squirtle, come back. My life is no. over. Oh. No, yeah, no, they didn't do it for me. <laughs> oh, That's all it takes is a montage oh, and some sad music. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> All right. Right over the Moving end. on to my number five. <laughs> Something less embarrassing. Which goes the opposite direction. Top five horror movies. Yeah. Nice. These ones I watch a lot of. And that's because I, I love watching horror movies. It doesn't even mean, you know, it, if it's super bad, I'll kind of stay clear from it. Um, but... <laughs> There's there's only one genre of movie. If it's super bad, I'll watch it the whole way through because I need to actually watch it. But we'll talk about that later on my list. But horror movies, I love watching new ones. And uh, top ten lists are a great source to find out, you know, kind of gives you a good ranking of which ones you should watch first and which ones you should prioritize. Because the ones that are complete ass are definitely not going to be on a top ten list unless you're watching a top ten list of top ten worst horror movies you shouldn't watch. <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, they all, I think, kind of start becoming movies you've seen, though. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, everyone's got The Shining on there, and everyone's got fucking like, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, good. but if you break it up by year, that's that's when you, you really have to separate everything, is the years that they come out. Yeah. do it that way, then you get yourself a nice little listy, a listy Rooney. That's what I like to call them. And then I'm, my number my number four will be top ten Mickey Rooney movies. <laughs> yes. Jiminy Jillickers. <laughs> Jiminy Jillickers. Jiminy Jillickers. <laughs> I hope that one where he plays the Asian man is on there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy and Jellicers. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I, 
do love me some horror movies. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Yep, yep, yep. I don't yep, even yep, know yep, if there yep, are yep, ten yep. horror, <laughs> ten actual horror movies each year. It doesn't seem like it. Oh yeah, dude. Oh god. Oh god, there are. I mean, maybe if you count like all the so Netflix many. stuff that no one's ever heard of, for sure. But I mean, well, like right. actual released in theaters. Well, yeah, I mean that's the case. But there's so many like indevel or independent stuff that comes out. Not even only it's on Netflix. Sometimes. Like that one Southbound movie that came out, I think last year or the oh, year before. Yeah. That was—I don't even know if that was ever on Netflix. I know it's on Amazon now, which is great. I might watch it yep. again later, but I mean that was an independent film. That was never—I don't—I doubt it was released in theaters, or like thirty-one. No, I don't think that so. was only what in theaters for like a, a week. <laughs> Not even. I think it was like a one or two day thing, one of those Fathom events. Exactly. So there's so many horror movies <laughs> that just never make it to theaters because. Most of them are frowned upon, or most of them know that they're probably just not going to make a lot of money on them because it's, uh, it's a tight genre out there. It's a hard one. A lot of, a lot of people yeah. are watching horror movies for some reason. So Unless you're it. Like, that well, thing is fucking killing it. That thing is making ridiculous amounts of money. Which, I mean, it's a good movie. That's, that's, yeah. Had a great, like, had a great one they originally for it. For, I think they originally forecasted that it would make like $60 million the first weekend. It made like a hundred and five million or something like that, and then it made sixty million the second weekend, which is usually when the drop off happens. <laughs> so it made in its second weekend what it was forecast to make in its first weekend, <laughs> which is pretty fucking nuts. But I like it. That's good. It was a good, good, solid movie, so it deserves it. It deserves all that money. Mm, money. <laughs> <laughs> you hear they're making a sequel to 47 Meters Down, the shark movie that came out this summer? No. Well, I didn't know they were going to make a sequel <laughs> to it. I don't know why they would. I don't know. It didn't seem to make that much money. But, of course, it's going to be named 48 Meters Down. <laughs> no, why? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Nobody asked for that. <laughs> they really didn't. But get ready, it's happening. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, well, my number five is going to be one that we probably should do. Um, it would be top ten dystopias. I mean, I, I could call them like dystopian means. futures. <laughs> but, you know, like any kind of movie that's set in like, you know, any kind of like post-apocalypse type thing or, you know, some vision of the future or of the world where things have gone wrong and things are just shitty. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah, I could probably <laughs> do something like that. Like man board. Yeah, all the turbo kids and all that. Yeah, man board. <laughs> exactly. I did start watching that, by the way. It's pretty hilarious. You need to finish, man. I'm telling you, it sounds weird as shit, but when you actually get into it, you're just like, yep, this is amazing. I love the villain. He's so great. Just always coming by to hit on that lady. Oh, he's not even like the main villain. He's just like the, like the, the, the patsy. The main villain is yeah. pretty cool. I was vamp. 
what the fuck was his name? Draconius, I think, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so stupid. It really is. <laughs> like terrible dubbing on the Asian guy. <laughs> oh, God. Wait until you get later in the movie because there's one part where he says something and his lips don't even move. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> oh, man. That's definitely classic so far. But, yeah, that's a list I think we could definitely do. There's so many of that, those out there. I was going to say dystopian yeah, futures, sure. but then some of them, like, aren't really the future. <laughs> Like Escape from New York <laughs> took place in 1997. <laughs> it's not even the future oh, wow. anymore. Yeah, that's true. I guess they'll do it anyways. <laughs> yeah. It's only kind of like dystopia. Just shit went wrong. Dystopia. All right. I'm cool with that one. That's a good one, actually. That one we can actually do. Whenever. Yeah. Gully and I watch a lot of those. Oh, yeah. There's so many. And so many, like, really good ones. You can do Robocop. Hell, yeah. That would definitely be on my list, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, Sorry. Just typing away. Um, So... (laughs) Doing some of that code. All right. Number four. This one just is fun for me to do. It's not something that, mm. I don't know, I just like doing it. And this one's the rarest Pokemon cards. And this can vary. Oh. It could be just like watching uh, watching uh, a video of like the, you know, the ones that are worth the most money. So the ones that are mm-hmm. worth uh, what you thought were worth the most money but weren't really anything. Or just some of the coolest looking ones. Uh, it can vary in a bunch of different ways uh, for the best art. So this that one can go different directions. I don't know. For some reason, I like watching those ones. Same thing with the Yu-Gi-Oh, I guess. I mean, I could technically put Yu-Gi-Oh there as well. Um, oh, yeah. But really cool Hope stuff. Hope number one on every list is Kunai with Chains. <laughs> Kunai with Chains. <laughs> I that started watching that show and... So much of it doesn't even make sense. It all makes sense. I've watched the first season <laughs> probably five times so far. Like, why Why did they give one of his stars to Joey when they, he could have just snuck aboard like the fucking other two did? <laughs> he wouldn't be able to put any of his stars on, uh, on the line then. Because in order to pay, uh, play somebody, you had to actually... Uh, put up stars to verse somebody. Yeah, but at that point, he didn't even know about his sister because he hadn't said anything. So he didn't know that Joey needed, you know, needed the money. He just oh, wanted yeah. him there for moral support. He's like, I don't want to do this no, without my that's... friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, I think you're right. You know, I, I think I've just watched it so many times that I always just assumed it was for his sister, but I think you're right. <laughs> Maybe he didn't. like, I'm going to go over there with my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like your you. other friends are sneaking on board. Go with them. That's true. 
I forgot about all that. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's still a great and why, show. Why did Kaiba rip up one of the blue uh, blue eyes silver or white dragons? He's like, I've got three of them. Here's a fourth one. I better rip it up. Well, like, how about you keep so it? Nobody else can use it. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you use it yourself? If you have four blue eyes white dragons, you'd be fucking even more unstoppable. Oh, you can only have three of the same card. <laughs> oh. You can't have four of the same card. <laughs> no, they don't mention that. Oh, uh, that's just a rule in you, yeah. They should have mentioned that because that would have made more sense. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Why is he doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Blue eyes, white dragon. <laughs> now it makes more sense. I'm, I'm appeased. Yep. I'm, I'm here to do that for you. <laughs> I'm here to appease you. <laughs> I'm here to do the trapeze. Oh, good call. <laughs> Top ten trapeze tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> All right, enough of that. All right. My number four is a list we'll never do, but it would be pretty hilarious. Top ten porn porn stars you like to spank it to. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> The show definitely needs more porn talk. That's what all the comments say. <laughs> so no one's ever commented. <laughs> or listened. <Oof. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, we'll never do that one, but it'd be funny. True. I suppose. Oof. Am I going into my number three? <laughs> yep, number three. Three, number three. All right. Number three, rarest video games. Kind of through Ooh. the NES ages. Um, I thought yeah. this one is really cool because I like doing this one via through, usually like Pat the Punk does a bunch of these ones or like just anybody, honestly. Um, I like watching a lot of these. I think uh, Little Samson's on there is, I think, one of the rarest. Uh, the Nintendo World Championship game, whatever the hell that one was, I think that one, the gold cart, is the rarest. It's like $20,000 oh. or some shit. Shit, really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's only like five in existence, though. There's not oh very bad. <laughs> I wonder if I saw that at Funko Land. It was like, no. Because <laughs> then I feel stupid. Probably, probably not. They were given to the <laughs> yeah. championship winners of some some competition years ago. But, yeah. Rarest in video games. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm, I'm assuming that Next one's time. not one that changes very often. <laughs> Yeah, that's not one that changes. I do like watching them. I'll watch them every once in a while. Here's a Flintstones one that's 
I think Flintstones and Dinosaur Peak or Park, something. Um, hmm. That one's one of the rarest ones. Because that one and Little Samson, they came out at around the same time. But it, Super Nintendo had already been out. This is like These games, games came out like 94, 95. So, I mean, we're talking about like mid-90s where Nintendo was just pretty much out of the out of the I guess the market the at that NES point because Super Nintendo yeah. was already there and then N64 was nearing the margin so yeah they came out with these two which are supposed to be amazing games I've played Little Samson and it's a blast great game but super 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 rare to find and if you have it you're, you've got yourself a game that's worth a couple thousand dollars hmm. I wonder if they got an emulator for that I should try it they do. That's where I played it. Nice. Little Samson. wonder if the uh, angry video game nerd has these in his collection. Uh, I think he has the Flintstones one, because I think Mike got him that. I don't know if he's got Little Samson. I think Mike may have given him that one. I know for sure he doesn't have the that gold cart one. Here, I'm going to try to find it, because I can't remember the name of it. Um, but I do know that Pat the Punk does, um, or Pat the NES Punk does, or whatever his fucking name is. Uh, <laughs> Pat the fucking punk. Uh, National Championship NES game. Got a hundred thousand dollars. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Nintendo World Championship cartridge game. Yep, it's a go kart. It's the. Wow. Yeah, it's the one that's worth the most. It sold. I don't know what year this was. 2000. Yeah, well, one sold for $100,000. Um, oh my god! Like that's insane. Like who is gonna pay that? It's probably not even that good a game, and you can play it on an emulator for fucking free. <laughs> what do you need the fucking cartridge for? I realize there's only like two or three in existence, probably, but still. I know that what's his face, uh, angry video game nerd, did a video on it. I just don't remember. Wow. ABGN. I know he spoofed on it funny. pretty hard, which was hilarious. <laughs> That'd be funny if that was one of the ones where he, at the end of the video he like smashes the game. <laughs> he did. That, that was the funny part. Really? He actually smashes it. Yeah. No way. It's not, not the actual than, like, game, a switcheroo, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was definitely a switcheroo, but yeah, that's what he did at the end of it. He actually smashes the game, and they're just like, oh. <laughs> oh. I don't remember <laughs> what the game was even about. I'm trying to look it up right now. But this is this is bad podcast stuff right here. <laughs> me looking up videos. Right, maybe trying to figure out go what on to my number yeah, three here. <laughs> Plenty <right>. research. <laughs> this is uh, my number three is going to be a series of lists that I think we actually could do, and I, I think it'd be interesting. Um. It'd basically be, you know, music-related ones where we take each type from Pokemon, 
you know, the elemental stuff and the other ones like the bug and psychic and all that stuff. And we try, we each pick like 10 songs that have to do with that type. Hmm. So, you know, like if we're doing in the electric week, then it would be like, you know, songs that have to do with electricity or electric or shock or thunder, anything related to that type. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You get a whole bunch of, whole bunch of lists out of that. And I think most of them, a lot of them would be pretty easy. <laughs> Some of them might start getting a little yeah. tricky. Like psychic. I don't know if that's going to be the easiest one. I like it though. That's a good one. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Especially with your, if you're in like RPG mode and working with all these different types a lot. I am currently in RPG mode right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be cool. I'm down with that. Sweet. Do, do, do. I like that. Yeah. All right. What is your number two? So my number two... Oh, so I did look it up. So it's got a bunch of different games on it, uh, from like Tetris to Mario, and uh, it's like a compilation thing. Wow. That doesn't even sound good. (laughs) No. Not at all. So anyway, so my number two, as I kind of previously talked about, almost a little bit of a hint of, is top ten found footage movies. Oh, oh shit. I love them. Because they're not always all horror movies. Some of them are kind of like fun movies, action <laughs> movies, uh, wacky movies. <laughs> like Cloverfield, that's not really horror. That's like an action That's movie. horror. <laughs> Chronic no, that's not horror. That's Chronicles of that's action as well. Um, yeah, that's action. Uh, there's another one. There's a comedy one called Project X. That one was not a good movie, but oh yeah, it, yeah that's yeah. the thing with. <laughs> I remember that. So that's never the saw it, but thing I with it. Uh, it's not, it wasn't good. So um, with found footage movies. It doesn't matter how bad they are. For some reason, I will watch that whole thing all the way through. <laughs> all the way through. I just watched one. Did you ever, did you ever force oh, yourself to watch the Giallos? No. I don't even know. Maybe I did. Ugh. I don't that know if I downloaded it or not. <laughs> what was I it don't about? recommend it. But... Sorry. Uh, it's like a high school play um, and like there there was a kid doing that same play like 20 years ago and he accidentally hung himself. And so now they're doing the play again and, you know, ooh, scary ghost things are happening. Mm, this one sounds interesting. It mostly right, takes yeah, place at the school. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> I want to say it came out like two years ago and it was on definitely on my worst movies of the year list. <laughs> I think it was very high up there. <laughs> Damn. I watched one the other day. I swear to God, man, I cannot tell you the name of it, though. It was like Friday, I think I watched it. <laughs> Thursday or Friday. Um, but it was on uh, Amazon, and I started watching, and I was like, oh, it's a found footage. Let me see what it's about. And it was kind of, oh, it's called Hell House. That's right. That's the name of it. Have you seen that <laughs> movie yet? I like the title. No. 
So the title almost deterred me away. I was like, wow, what a horrible cliche of a horror movie name. <laughs> and then I saw in the bio that it was like, oh, it's a documentary that we found because of this other. Oh, it's found footage. I'm going to have to watch this shit. So it was surprisingly fucking, I liked it. The, the end of it was like, nah, I could have done without the end of it. But no, that's um, usually where a lot of them fall apart. Yeah, is uh, but it was good up until then because what it basically is is a uh, it's a crew of three or four, three or four, no, maybe it's four or five. But the crew of people they go into uh, different states during Halloween and they find scary places that they can actually build up and make into a haunted house. And then for that month they just do you know run this haunted house so they can make money and they make bunches of money and they go into this place uh an abandoned hotel which uh in the town locally known as hell house and uh you know they kind of build it up and they're filming this whole thing because they're trying to i guess document it for whatever reason it doesn't matter There's, there shouldn't be reasons anymore <laughs> just keep filming and then uh they do uh they do this whole thing and then shit towards the end go awry but it's cool because they tarantino it because at the end, in the beginning of the movie, you see what happens, but you don't understand, and then and then okay. you watch the full movie right after that. Because uh, the documentary goes is somebody, uh, you know, somebody started going into the house, to, you know, because of the haunted house um, as part of the tour, and then while they're in there, they're like, oh, was that supposed to happen? Or like, oh, why is that guy running backwards? What is that supposed to happen? Like you don't understand <laughs> what's going on, so like it's hard for you to put these pieces together. And then at the end, everybody's rushing to get out of the house, and you don't know why. So then they're like, well, uh, let's let's try to put all these pieces together. Somebody brought in a bunch of these tapes and whatnot from the film crew, and they start splicing them together and make this documentary for the audience to watch. It's pretty good. Another great found footage movie, which I keep forgetting that it's even found footage, because it's not really. It's kind of like a documentary, but it's fucking hysterical, is uh, What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> Oh my god! I oh yeah, I was just watching that last night. Oh, oh god, it's so goddamn great. Oh, it's so fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's about four vampires, and they are uh, they live in this house in New Zealand, and uh, it, it's kind of like you're know, going through this documentary, as in like actual vampire problems. They're like, oh, we love mm-hmm. to like go out at night and they go to different bars and clubs, but it's kind of, kind of hard to get in because the only way you can go into places to, is to be invited. So like, we'll just stand out there and just ask for the people to just, hey, could please invite me in, please let me in. Would you like to invite me? And they're like, you can just go in. So you know, you have to invite me. So they're like going through these problems, and before they go to the bar, they're like, it's really hard to get ready to get to these clubs and bars because. You know, we never know what we look like because we don't have a reflection. <laughs> so they're, <laughs> they're drawing pictures of each other to show them what they look like. <laughs> Dude, it's hilarious, man. The movie's so great. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe I I'll watch I cannot recommend it move. It, it's super, super funny. Uh, that guy who directed yeah, that I, I is love the that. guy who directed the new Thor movie, so I guess I should... Yeah, yeah, and he's in the movie as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, mind blown. 
Yeah, definitely watch that movie. <laughs> but yeah, found footage movies. I'll watch those top ten uh, lists just because they'll they'll almost always have ones that I've never even heard of on there, and I'm gonna go for them. Nice. Okay, what's your number two? I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, I mean, I like found footage movies when they're good. <laughs> I don't have quite the tolerance for you or for for them as you do. <laughs> Where you'll just watch even the shitty ones. Like, if they're good, I'll watch them. That's fine. That's understandable. <laughs> All right. Um, my number two. This is kind of my great white whale when it comes to lists. That I'm going to do it one day, but not till it's ready. Um, this is my top ten characters that, well, minor characters that's, Feel the entire movie or show. Oh. This is basically like any kind of, you know, character is only in there for like one scene or something. Maybe even just one or two lines. But fuck, they're amazing. And they like pretty much you, <laughs> are one of the greatest things in the whole movie or TV show or what, what have you. Now, the problem with this is I've only got about seven so far. <laughs> Oh, because I don't want to like I don't want to try to reach and put people in there when they haven't really earned it. But at some point, I'll have enough to do a full top ten, and when that day finally happens, it'll be glorious. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> I don't even want to bring up any examples. I got some that I could say, but that'll give away the eventual list. So, <laughs> but hmm. There's definitely a couple of people who are just like, man, they're fucking hilarious. They made this whole movie. And I wish they would get a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, well, I guess I'll my number finish this two. up with my number one here. Uh, I'll give you a guess. It's Rhymes with Lord James. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, don't tell me. Mm. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I give up. Oh, that's fair. It's board games. <laughs> Yeah, four games. I know. I know. Good call. (laughs) You were close. I am shocked. You should have told me to sit down before you revealed this shocking news. I should have, but it's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie right here. Shyamalan. (laughs) Yeah, no. Four games. I don't really know if I should say anything else besides that because that's literally all there is is board games. (laughs) <laughs> it's what I breathe and live and sleep with. Board games. Board games. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Board games. Yeah. Yeah. I love board games. Why don't you come over Why don't here you and play come over here? <laughs> I love board games. Look what I got. I got guess who. Now 
now we just have to mash up your younger self with your older self. And it'll be the best song ever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> as much as much as I like to poke fun at that being a very obvious number one, my number one's really not that creative either. <laughs> oh, is it comics? No, it is not comics. What? But my number one list that I want to do more than anything, but we probably never will. <laughs> the comic? All kind of endless series of lists about 80s music. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted to do like the best popular songs of 1981 and for like each year <laughs> and like the best most like the best you know hidden gem songs of of 1981 and do it every other year in the 80s <laughs> and do like the best Italo disco songs which I only recently figured out I like so much and pretty much just be a top 10 of Baltimore songs the people who sang Tarzan boy but it would be amazing <laughs> Could literally do mm. thousands and thousands of 80s songs lists, but <laughs> I don't think you'll ever allow that to happen. <laughs> oh, gosh, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts yeah. so hard. That's right. You say that. You know it was the best decade. Ah, my stomach. I'm going to throw up. (laughs) Yes, yes. Throw up your hatred. Throw it all up. (laughs) Throw it away like a life. (laughs) Puke it out till all you're left with inside is the love of the 80s. And I love Ronald Reagan. (laughs) Because he was the president for most of it. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That should be a a spinoff show is where we just have, (laughs) like, I'll pick a year. We'll play a bunch of songs from that year. See how many of them you like. (laughs) Like one, ooh, we got two this time. <laughs> this is a big year. Turning into one of our largest. <laughs> this is going for the record. <laughs> How does he do it? <laughs> ah, shit. All right, well, that was yeah. our top ten of top ten. Hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> and you know I stuck did. on it. <laughs> now, before we wrap up the show, it's time for part two of our continuing saga in trying to rank the Weird Al parody songs. Oh, penis. <laughs> dun dun dun. All right, hold on. So, I gotta look yeah, up what was the name of that album. Second. Uh, it was in 3D. This is Weird Al's second album, uh, 
four, I think. Uh, very shortly after the first album, there were five parodies and a polka this time. But again, we're not going to do the polka. That's like a whole separate thing. Um, we're just going to do the five parodies. I've got clips here for them. Uh, the first one, this is definitely one of Weird Al's biggest hits. Uh, it was a parody of Michael Jackson's Beat It. This was Eat It. Mm. Yep. Even if you there don't know much about, even if you don't know much about Weird Al, you probably know that song. This is true. That was like their first song that's that they did, or he did. Yeah, definitely that, the one like, that like really blew made up it to that level. Yeah, for sure. Big big hit. Great video. <laughs> uh, obviously, yeah. Weird Al loves singing about food. It's one of his main things that he likes to sing about. Um, as well as his other, the next song that we're going to talk about is also his other favorite topic, uh, TV. The next parody on this album was a parody of Men Without Hats. Fortun- unfortunately, it was not um, Pop Goes the World. <laughs> that song didn't come out for like another couple of years. So sadly, it's not that one, but it's their main, you know, main more known hit, The Safety Dance. Um, Weird Al did a TV-themed parody of it called The Brady Bunch, uh, which basically has two different sections. Like, the first verse is one thing, and then the second verse is a whole, kind of a whole other thing. Um, I'm going to go with the first verse here, um, and we'll hear a little bit of that. The Brady Bunch. Mr. Rogers, you can watch Three Company, and you can turn on fame, or the newlywed game, or the Adam family. Say, you can watch Barney Miller, and you can watch your MTV, and you can watch till your eyes fall out of your head, that'll be okay with me.
There it is. Mm. <laughs> now, the second verse, he just kind of basically starts <laughs> singing the Brady Bunch theme song lyrics to that tune, <laughs> which I guess didn't take the most writing, you know, in, in the world, but it's, it's, it's kind of cool that it works. It's basically just him, you know, just doing the same lyrics from the Brady Bunch theme song. So to make it fit that, it's kind of pretty cool. But I like that first verse yeah. a little bit better because it's listing all kind of different shows and, you know, typical Weird Al fashion. As um, and then the next one, this is a pretty big, uh, pretty big one in Weird Al's canon that people have probably heard. Not quite eat it level but you know up there for sure uh this was a parody of the song jeopardy by the greg kin band um and weird al's version was i lost on jeopardy oh yeah set of the Encyclopedia International, a case of turtle wax, and a year's supply of rice-a-roni, the San Francisco treat. But that's not all. You also made yourself look like a jerk in front of millions of people, and you brought shame and disgrace on your family name for generations to come. You don't get to come back tomorrow. You don't even get a lousy copy of our home game. You're a complete loser. I just love that part with John Pardo. (laughs) So great. Just completely tearing into him. (laughs) That's just classic. I haven't heard that song forever. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) You know what? I didn't, I I was kind of in, uh, in cutting the clip and stuff. I kind of wanted to look back because it's one of those things where like, uh, he mentions, you know, in the first verse, like Art Fleming gave the answers. I'm like, wow, that's, I mean, that's such a dated reference because, like, nobody knows Art Fleming. It's all Alex Trebek. So I was like, when the fuck, like, how long ago was this Art Fleming even era of Jeopardy? And um, it, apparently it was, like, I think it was, like, 1966 to 1975 was apparently the first run of Jeopardy, and then it got canceled, and that was the Art Fleming years. And basically, the Jeopardy that we know with Alex Trebek started in 1984, which is the same year this song came out. So it sounds like he oh, just weird. missed it. <laughs> if he had come out with the song like a couple of months later, he could have like changed it to Alex Trebek. <laughs> I was gonna say because I've never even heard of Art Song. I don't know who the hell that even is. Yeah, me neither. I had, I mean, if it wasn't for this song, I would never have heard his name. It is quite peculiar. Yeah. 
Very strange, very strange. All right. Well, the next one, um, I've got a nice long clip on this one because I get the feeling it's not going to make the cut, but I do really, really like it. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a parody of the police's song, King of Pain, which, it, you know, was not necessarily their biggest hit, I would say. The police definitely had a lot bigger hits than this. Um, but it was clearly the one that spoke to Weird Al the most, I guess. Um, and I don't know why I like this song so much. I really like the original song. That might help. Um, but even more so, it's just kind of like Weird Al does this weird impression the entire time. He's like kind of doing a voice like uh, like Steve Martin and uh, Dan Aykroyd were doing those wild, crazy guys kind of thing on Saturday Night Live. He's kind of doing that voice and just working in all these phrases about like, about sales, like people who are selling stuff, like selling clothing and that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's just kind of, it's not the, like it's super hilarious, but it's just kind of cool how he's working in all these like salesperson type phrases into a, into a song, I guess, that I kind of like. But so basically huh. this is King of Suede um, about a guy who owns, you know, a suede business. <laughs> uh, here oh. It is. We got every fabric that was ever made, but I'm known in this city as the king of suede. We got Courtney and regular and extra long. We got tailors who fix it if it comes out wrong. We got all kinds of sweatshirts you can take your about suede if you don't mention Elvis's blue suede shoes. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. I haven't heard that song forever either. Yeah. That's a classic. Um, <laughs> like I said, it's I don't know. It's not definitely not the most well known, but I don't know. For some reason I like it. <laughs> it can get you the best one that's made in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I don't know if that song will ever come up anywhere ever again, but it needed to be heard by the people. That's fair, I suppose. <laughs> What'd you think? It's an okay one. I like that one. Yeah. And then finally then, number five is going to be uh, the theme from Rocky 13. <laughs> Got to figure out those Roman numerals. Um, basically, this was a parody of Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Um, and basically kind of playing off the fact that they just seemed to keep making Rocky movies and would just keep going until they were completely <laughs> out of ideas and Rocky was just super old and <laughs> couldn't do anything. Uh, so basically this is the theme from the hypothetical Rocky 13 that would come out some years later. And I mean, they still are making Rocky movies and he, uh, in like Creed and stuff, he, he owns a restaurant now, so it's really not that far, far-fetched. It's not quite huh. a deli, but <laughs> the song was kind of on the right track. Um, so this is the theme from Rocky 13, um, which, I mean, a lot of people, you'd want to call it the Rye or the Kaiser, but it is the theme from Rocky 13. Um, here it is. takes you back. It's got one of those catchy choruses where <laughs> every time he starts talking about the Rye or the Kaiser, it gets real good. Mm, that's true. <laughs> All right. So we got to pick the uh, the two or three best songs on the album. I'd say Edith's definitely going to be in there. Yeah. That's kind of a no-brainer. Edith's yeah, it is probably going to be in there for sure. Well, it's going to be in there. That yeah. is. Um, I lost on Jeopardy. Yep. Agreed. Hmm. Between a couple now. Let's see. Yeah, I feel like the theme from Rocky 13 should probably be number three. But I could... I wouldn't mind King of Suede getting in there. Kind of like King of Suede, man. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. We'll pull an upset. 
All right. King of Suede it is. Yeah. King of Suede. Blue Suede shoes. <laughs> and we'll sell them all factory direct to you. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> I like that in like the original song, it's "Is my soul up there?" and then changing it to "Is my size up there?" That's just so great. <laughs> that puts it over the top for me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh man, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad this this worked out well. Yeah, for sure. Indubitably. Next week, will our next episode will be. Looking at Dare to be Stupid. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which, actually, that song is not a parody. <laughs> it's a style parody of the show, but not an actual parody. It's a good jam, though. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I love the randomness of the video. It's just so weird. I know. That, ran- that video is bizarre as balls. But it's good, <laughs> I like it. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that is about it for uh, the show this week. True. I mean, I'm hoping to have my I'm hoping to have my songs done by next weekend. Um, just FYI, yeah. I might be being sent to Reno for some work on oh. Saturday night to next Tuesday, though. So. I'll keep oh, you shit. informed, Kibana. Yeah. So right now, work on the weekend? The uh, well, some techs work on the weekends, um, but apparently, I don't know why it would have to be from Sunday to Tuesday. I don't know why I can't just go from Monday to, because Saturday night is when I would have to leave there, and then Sunday morning is when I would start there, but I'm not 100% sure. sure. It sounds weird situation right now, but I'll let you know. <laughs> How far is uh, Reno from you? Far. <laughs> yeah. I figured it would be, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure how far Reno is. Damn, you guys got a big territory, uh, apparently. Uh, Yeah, it's the entire United States. I think Reno is in... What, what, <laughs> where is that at? Nevada? That's in Nevada, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's way north of Vegas, but still, that's Nevada. <laughs> yeah, that's where they want me. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'll keep you keep you updated, posted. How many, like, different see. locations, like, office locations do you have? Like, do you have, you know, a, a place that has techs in Nevada or... Um, yeah, there's techs in Nevada. Uh, I don't know how many are there. I know Las Vegas is one of, like, a huge depot there. So oh, I nice. know that that one's a big one. Um, but I guess they're just either techs are gone or something, something happened. I don't know where their techs went. <laughs> but. Oh, shit. If, yeah, I think they legalized marijuana there. That's probably what it is. <laughs> they're having a big run. Probably. <laughs> they need that CO2 stat. Yep. Something like that. But People yeah, must we'll have dabs. Yeah, we got, I mean, they're all over the, <laughs> we're all over the damn place. Um, I mean, our corporate office is in Florida. 
And then our we have like a huge depot in Colorado and we're pretty big here in Washington. I don't know. There's a huge one in Chicago. Kind of a big deal. Huge. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. She get out of the accounting game and go work there. I know, right? <laughs> That's what you need. That's what you need. Oh, penis. But, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this week. Um, Kevin, let me know if you want to do some pixel tactics uh, whenever you'd like. Yeah, uh, I definitely. I got my star droid. Anchoring to play. I know. I, I figured you'd probably want to play. I mean, if you want to play tonight, just let me know. But other than that, everybody else, you guys have a great rest of your weekend uh, or week, rather. I'm sorry, today's Monday, and hopefully, uh, <laughs> I'll. See you guys later. This has been another great one for Peter Jank and Kevin Jank of the original Jankers. And remember to remember to always flip. Yes, flip your tip. All right. Bye, everybody. Everything.